Let's do this. Blaine and Mickey on a Wednesday hump day. Uh, it's Derrick Henry Day in Nashville. Should we call this like Derrick Henry Day? It's returning to practice. It was a hint of that yesterday. It was by his birthday, yeah. Diana Rossini. was his birthday yesterday. So close. 28. Uh, and then today, one day later, his gift is, you know, everybody down there, medical protocol-wise, and hey, Derrick, how you feeling, and all that. And uh, he's back at practice today. So Derrick Henry... Back on the practice field, the Titans uh, just finishing up, I guess, all their speaking stuff. So with the Mike Vrabel era of the Titans, he talks and the players talk, and then they practice. And then you got to stay tuned because we will get the who practiced and who didn't probably around (laughs) 2.30, 2.35. Now the Titans will send out any type of official stuff, although they've already said, uh, they've already sent out an official release today about Derrick Henry uh, being – back in the practice window, but we will know who practiced and who didn't and all that kind of stuff. But we know that Derrick Henry will practice today. So we've got a poll up. By the way, if you haven't followed us, Blaine and Mickey on Twitter, please do so. Uh, it's just like it sounds, B-L-A-I-N-E and A-N-D, Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Got a poll question up on there just for fun. We're not the coaches. We're not the doctors, but Titans fans, what would you do with Derrick Henry on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Don't Don't play him. One to five carries, six to ten carries, or more than ten carries. And I somehow left an S off of the end of carries, so it's more than ten carry. <laughs> Great job on my thumbs here. Well, that, this, that's why I'm not, uh, you know, putting out the tweets. And right I look right at there. it seven times and still send it out with a typo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, bl- I blame autocorrect. Uh, don't play him as the clubhouse leader right now, 44%. But in second place, six to ten carries. Oh. Six to ten carries in second place. Yeah. Uh. It's say don't play at all, right? Don't play him as 44%. I'd love to know the odds of all the players when they brought him back to practice, like somewhat like Henry, whether it was a week or two weeks or three weeks, how many of those guys played that first week back? Like, I don't know if it was too many. Yeah, that's, that is a fantastic question. Of how did that work? You know, you're trying to work through the kinks. Of the injury. All I can remember is Darrington Evans only because when he came back, I was like, oh, no, he's not going. You watch video of him. Julio uh, one time. But I can't recall everybody else. Do you, I mean, typically, and this is just, Blaine is our our Abductus Lungus (laughs) director. He's the director of content. By the way, Abductus Lungus is groin related. You're also our injury expert. You're also our resident injury expert slash slash doctor. You don't play one on TV, but you do on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I Um, (laughs) do. How interested are you to see? And there's only like eight people that get to go to practice every day now because of COVID. How interested are you to see any kind of video of him just doing the stuff that he normally does to try to get an idea of what you what you see? Well, just you know, just to look at his health, yeah, just to see how well he's running, planting. Uh, we're probably only going to see individuals naturally, maybe a little bit more. But, uh, you know, just to see if he's confident in the foot. Because you, you got to know, before he came on the field, he had been doing drills, whether it was in the bubble, outside the facility, or wherever they do their rehab. So I, I would I want to see him plant. So I got to make sure I know what foot it is to be sure. Is it his right foot? Is it right foot? I think it's the right foot. I think that's right. I'm just, oh, you know what? I'm going through my mind right now. The Colts, when he was sitting on the bench, and he had him looking at his foot. And I was like, okay, he was facing us, so that was his right foot, I think. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a, I want to see him plant. Because there's a part in your brain that, as an athlete, you start compensating 
even though it's fine. Mm-hmm. Just the initial reaction. Just think about when you stub your toe and then all of a sudden it's gone and it's been gone, but you're still kind of favoring your big toe. And you're like, why am I walking like this? I'm, I'm, my toe is fine now. So those things happen to an athlete too. So even the freakish athletes as well. Uh, so, uh, and he is definitely in that category. So, eh, I, I just don't know how much they think he's going to play. Like he could look great and they still could decide, eh, we're still not going to play you with him. Part of the decision. Uh, if he's, you know, looking good, you know, the doctor's going to say, well, he looks good. You know, what's the risk reward? How much, you know, risk is there? Well, there's going to be risk this week. There's going to be risk in two weeks if you get to the number one seed. So it's stable. It's strong. Hey, things can happen. All right. I just don't, I think it brings some energy to practice, though, with all the players, uh, you know, their best player back. And, uh, you know, he's going to be revved up, too. Because guess what's going through Henry's mind? That's why I keep thinking about, you know, if he's healthy, how much will the decision be a collaborative effort? Or Henry just say, I know I can go. Let let me go. Mm -hmm. Because guess what the team has been doing? Winning without Derrick Henry, without the King. Would he have made it a little bit easier? Probably so. But they were still running football. It just took three guys to do what he does, and then they still weren't as good as him. Numbers, this is why I love the number. See, numbers tell you they were better. Right. As a group. Right. But in reality, they're not better than, than him. Right. We all know that. We just saw Foreman would have, you know, that was King. He would have ran for a touchdown. See, but the stats tell you that they were. And see, the stats can also say, well, maybe we should kind of rethink about how we go about our running back position. Whether it's, you know, next year, year or two, we can we can run maybe by committee. If we have that in our thought process going into the season, we'll have some stable running backs and be prepared. So there's a lot of things going on in Henry that he he's motivated to get back out there because there's going to be a part of him that's a little uh, perturbed that, hey, they won without me. Mm-hmm. No different than what I said about when they won without Lawan. It kind of exposed that they can still win uh, without elite players. And I, I think that's kind of a trade of Rabel for whatever reason. Man, he, he does a heck of a job. I mean, we, we're talking about the top five best players on the team, Lawan last year, and then now uh, Henry this year. Yeah, missing time, a lot of time. Big money guys, and they just keep it chucking, and doesn't nothing change. So yeah, I, I think he's motivated to be out there. Any athlete, especially a guy of his stature and, and his ability, they're gonna they they want to play. They want to play. Yeah, uh, Mason says he thinks in the Zone TV chat. He said, "I think it's his left foot." Is his left? Okay, I'm Which just I'm, trying to guess. I have, I can't recall, and I can't either. And I'm like, we'll you, I look like the injury reports uh, last week's injury report to tell us. Yeah, so we'll we'll go back and dig through it. Uh, either way, I mean, it's a big man, and, and it's a foot. Um, I'm gonna be watching both feet. Yeah, I wonder what size shoe he wears. That would have to be a big a big shoe. And and and, and you said this, and this is interesting. And and for people who've never had an injury affect their work. Like like somebody, you know, hurts their leg at home playing with their kids, but they work at a computer. Well, they don't have to trust their leg to go type on their computer. Mm-hmm. And like you said, guys have to learn to trust the thing that's been hurt, even if the doctor's like, look, here, here's the x-ray as well. It's fine. Look at it. It's fine. Here's the MRI result. You, It's completely healed. 
how long does it take? How long does it take though before you, do you well, have to I get think, hit on it or I, run I, on it or? Well, that's a good question. You know, it's different layers to it, and every player is now different. Now Terry's saying right foot, so right, foot. right angle okay. left. Uh, is that you know you have to go through these I guess building blocks of confidence in that injury that it's healed and starts with practice. First, it started with the rehab, I'm sure, uh, as he went along and then started doing drills, whether it was lateral, vertical drills uh, for him, putting pressure on her, planting. Uh, and then now it's the next step here, which is probably close to the final one besides playing in the game, is having confidence and building that it doesn't bother you at practice. Then how does it respond from practice? Does it swell? Does it do nothing? Does it feel great the next day? How much do you have to now manage through it? You feel like you can play through it, even though it gets a little irritated, but nothing major. Have to keep playing through it. So all these things, because that goes into the mental psyche of an athlete when you're out there playing. If they don't feel like they're at their best, sometimes they don't they don't play their best because they feel like they can't. Some guys can fight through it, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to have experience playing with it. And I use my broken form as a, an example. The first week I played with a broken form, I, I I wasn't the same guy. I I went into the game thinking I could be. Right. I, I no question about it. As soon as that thing got hit, I was like, oh man, I might as well be uh, crying like a baby. Mm-hmm. And my oh man, it was killer. I mean, killer. But the next week after I fought through it, played through it, managed through that game, the next game it was like nothing was wrong. Now I'm using it as a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my mindset was I was going to use it, but it didn't get there. As soon as he got hit, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's what's going to happen. If he gets in the game, somebody's going to step on his foot inadvertently, what right. have you, at the bottom of a pile. Bottom of a pile, somebody may try to twist his foot. You well, know? Those things happen. And he has to go through some of those things at different steps to feel confident that nothing's going to happen. You mentioned playing with a broken arm. Okay, there's pain because it's broken. I wonder for him. Well, I, it was healed. I mean, he had a plate yeah. and six screws in it. Uh, or, or, yeah. So somewhat similar, just his foot. And every step he takes is <laughs> That is a song, right? Every step you take. Yes, every little step. Uh-huh. I, I wonder, obviously, I, I mean, even from what I've had to do, little bits of rehab, I know there's some pain there involved with that. I wonder, you know, there was pain rehabbing this thing, especially when you first start and as you go and work on your range of motion, like people who have knee knee surgeries, they said they got to break the scar tissue loose, right. and they've talked about how much that hurts. I wonder how much pain, if any, he would be having right now. If it's healed, I mean, would there still be scar tissue? or? Well, it's not like a, a uh, scope. I'm, I'm sure there's some scar tissue involved. With, I'm just using the same thing that I, I broke my forearm. Uh, there, there were no scar tissue or anything like that. When you get a scope, there is. Yeah. Uh, but when you have surgery and they put, you know, plates and screws in there. I don't I don't know how much scar tissue there. There are always some form of scar tissue. I don't know if it needs to break up and then you feel like, oh man, it did something and then it was a scar tissue. Right. So uh, I'm sure they try to work through all those things when he was uh, rehabbing early on. But uh, this is going to be an interesting just because there's no way around it. He's a big human being mm-hmm. who, you know, need his feet to run yes. <laughs> at the end of the day. So... Uh, this is going to be an interesting one, but I, I firmly believe he'll be back. I just wonder how much do they want to put him out there this game? Yeah. After using the analogy of how many guys played in every you know cases, his own individual case. After they come off the the IR there that first week, do they actually play in a game? And you know, 
especially with a, a special player like him, do you say, ah, well, we can hold off for another couple of weeks. He can still practice. Uh, I talked about sharpness. You know, all those things play into that. And, you know, some people don't, but I would I would say that every player needs to get sharp, especially who's been off this long. Yeah. And then get into a game now. Hopefully you can have a window where he can get sharper quicker, let's say. Uh, but there is no duplication of playing in a freaking football game. Yeah. Somebody that can say all that they want to. But we will get to see. And see how will he be up storm. And then then now when you get in the playoffs, so this is so if he doesn't play, you get in the playoffs, he can be fully healthy. And everybody says, Oh, AP, he he played and he's thirty eight or whatever he was. He didn't look sharp. No. He did not. Sorry. As the games went on, he started looking better, mm-hmm. but he was definitely not sharp. Now, he's an older guy. We could say that, but and Henry's younger, 28, as we all know. But the speed of the game in the playoffs, oh, it's a whole nother ball game. As a matter of fact, each round is another ball game. Good Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, you know, my first experience, I was like, whoa, jeez. These dudes are running like something is somebody. <laughs> like somebody's chasing them. Yeah, somebody right, man. <laughs> they hauling butt, man. They weren't running like this when we played the first time. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. You know, he's he's kind of, you know, he's on that freaking nature athlete. And I played with a couple of those guys. And uh, even those guys coming back from injury, they have to at least get somewhat of some reps. And practice is cool. You build confidence. And they'll do, he'll do well and everything else. Uh, but man, in game it's nothing like it. Especially for a running back, you're getting hit. Yeah, to carry the ball, you can only do so much at practice. He was never none of those things as far as I was concerned. But eight weeks off, you know, you just never, you don't know. Two months. All right, uh, we got some people on the phone lines that want to talk. Scotty, Mike, Jackie, if you would like to join them, do it. Uh, Mark okay. Spain Real Estate Hotline six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We will go straight to the phones as soon as we get back. You want to talk about the return of the king? It's time to go. It is go time on Blaine and Mickey 104.5 The Zone. Well, a lot of you have been waiting a long time. Yes, maybe not your whole life, but you've been waiting two months for it. It's in the air tonight. The King back at practice today. Derrick Henry, he's sixth in the NFL in rushing. It's week 17. He hasn't played since Halloween. And he's still six. Yes. That six is, in rushing. That is the amaze, amazing thing. Uh, that dude. Uh, let's take some phone calls about it. You want to jump in line? Do it. We'll talk about Derrick Henry as long as you want to. That's the biggest story in the NFL today. It's the biggest story in this town today. Um, and the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline has open line. 615-737-1045. Scotty in Kingston Springs was in first, and he will be up first. Hello, Scotty. Hey, guys. Actually, it's Castalian Springs out here in the country. Oh, Castalian. Anyway, I know Castalian Springs. There you go. Uh, one of my questions, one of my things is, is, Henry didn't do very well against Arizona very first game of the year. I think they need to go in there and get the ice broke and let him catch up what the offensive line's doing. And uh, my other question was the first one you took the glory from it as I how many yards behind is he the Russian leader? Uh, he is. Jonathan Taylor has 1,700 and something, so he's about 800 yards behind him. 
And uh, Taylor was behind him for about, uh, well, the whole time Henry was healthy, about two or 300 yards. Yeah. He didn't pass him until about a month after, about a month after uh, Derrick Henry went out. You know, that's the fan of me. That's why I keep saying that. I want him to play. I, I just want to see him out there and get over a thousand and show everybody that uh, he's that dude. Now, you don't have to prove that and, and that it, all the rust, there is no rust. Just to prove a point, because that's how most athletes are wired. Uh, so, but that's the fan of me. Uh, if I was running the organization, there'd probably be no question that he's not playing. Yeah, let's not even have this discussion. <laughs> see, see, he'll kick the rust off at practice for these next two weeks uh, once we get that number one seed. I think there are people, though, who would agree with, with the first caller and say, like, what if he could run a few plays just, just to get – like you said, well, coming back remember, on the line. I said I treat it like a preseason game. Yeah. And, and, you know, and. Hey, man, you're going to play two series. Yeah. Get him, get him cranking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get the feel back, you know. Work it, up a lather, warm up. Yeah, well, you do all that. But I, I'm getting uh, into the flow with the offensive linemen. Yeah. Now. Uh, so I, They had I their best like game of the year last week. The offensive line did. They all played the whole game together for the first time all year. It's funny how that works out. Yeah, MVP Ben Jones was annihilating people. MVP Ben Jones had a nice <laughs> he had a nice game for sure. Let's get uh, Mike and Thompson Station up next. Mike, thank you for calling Blaine and Mickey. Thank you, guys. Hey, um, nice to uh, talk to you about my fellow bow-legged brother, uh, Blaine. Uh, you know how we roll. <laughs> bow-legged Lou, bow-legged Lou. <laughs> bow-legged Lou in the house, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had a I had a sim, similar injury in, in Afghanistan in 2003, uh, mm. and I broke my broke my foot and had to have a screw put in it. Uh, and like you said, you know, once the bone heals, the next thing is, you know, of course, getting into you know getting back into the you know the rehab part of it, getting back into the physical aspect of it. But the biggest thing for me was actually trusting mm. that foot. Uh, when I got back into the fight, you know, later on that year, for the first couple of days, I'm not near the size as, you know, Derrick Henry. I'm five foot ten, you know, at that point in time, about two twenty, and fully kitted up, probably three hundred pounds with all my gear on. Uh, so, but the big thing with me was getting, you know, from the mental aspect of it, learning how to fight through that portion of it. Yeah, there's some pain, there's some stiffness in it because you really haven't worked it out under that much uh, pressure or that type of stress. Mm, yeah. And it, took, and it took me a while. But, you know, like Blaine said, you know, I would treat, if he's able to uh, play this weekend, I would treat it like a preseason game. 10 to 15 snaps, maybe not necessarily handing the ball off to him that many times, mm -hmm. but let him get back to the speed of the game. Um, that's gonna. I, I, I'm almost for certain those two things of it, the mental aspect of it, and the speed of the game, the things he's gonna need to get back used to. And then you wrap it up because you're gonna know if they win, they're gonna have a bye week, so you got two weeks to really start to build him back up to that full-on Derrick Henry punish someone style and all style of game. Mm -hmm. And I'll hang up and let you guys comment. That's good info, yeah, Mike. Definitely, no doubt about it. You know, and I really appreciate callers, especially him talking about the mental aspect of the game. I'm going to say this. Now, we could talk about some freakish athletes, but some freakish athletes can't can't play tweaked. Mm. When I say tweaked, I mean with some little bit of form of an injury that's more than normal. Mm -hmm. Some. Some, mm -hmm. they're just like, hey, man, I'm 85%. I, I, can't, I can't go. There's no way. I, I used to be like, well, huh? <laughs> 
85, man. I'm 85 right now. Just sitting here, man. <laughs> you know, so I'd give you 100 percent of this 85. It also, also depends on the position, right? Let's, let's say that too, where I'm not hitting and somebody's not hitting me every single play, right? You know, so I may go plays without hitting anybody, and then I may only hit somebody five, six times a game. Uh, so position does matter. Mm. Uh, so that kind of has to go into play. Because uh, he's going to be hitting every single play. I mean, that he's out there. And his style. Mm-hmm. His style is a buildup. When I get to 12 carries, uh-oh, now this engine is revved up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you better watch out. Whoop, whoop. Watch out, I'm coming. You know, and, and when you see him get out there and, and he's going, you know, a mile a minute early, you go, whoa, dang, man, I want to see that every game. But, uh, you know, it's some games you have to punish him. And then you have the breakaway. And I think that's what he learned throughout his career, especially when he had the conversation with Eddie George. I think that's what Eddie said to him. But I was guessing that don't try to hit the home run every time. Right. Punish people. It will come. Just be patient. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what he said. It's interesting. I, I don't know if they're going to play him. But, and I think they're going to number one seed because they're going to win. I just believe they're going to win. Yeah. So, you know, extra time. Different though, it's your foot, man. This guy, yeah, he can't. We saw him fight through it now. Yeah, in an actual game, so, played the whole game. Yeah, yeah, finished the game. So he's he's got some form of toughness to him, even when he's tweaked, because he knew he wasn't right early in the game, and then as he kept playing through it. So, but some players, they just they're not quite the same guy initially. Mm. I think that's what the caller was kind of addressing. This next caller is from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Jackie, Jackie from Jonesboro, Jackie uh, uh, from Jackie, Jonesboro. Do you know, do you know Mickey? He's from Jonesboro. I know it's only one Mickey I, I in Jonesboro. I don't know Mickey, but uh, I you know listen to the show for a long time, and you guys get me through my day running my Jonesboro FedEx route. So I just want to ah, appreciate cool. you guys. Thank you. But uh, and, and thanks to Mike, the last caller for serving overseas sports, man. Most yes, sir. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, do want to say I think we should rest Derek this week. Uh, I know, you know, getting the, getting the kinks out and all that stuff, that, that matters. But mm-hmm. I think Deontay Foreman has been a huge asset to our team this year. And seeing how he can uh, – he's up to just punching people, like you say, Blaine, a lot. He's punching people. And mm-hmm. I just love seeing that. And then that one-two punch with him and Derek going into the postseason. Uh, hopefully we can get the win Saturday. I don't want to – or Sunday, I don't want to overlook the Texans or anything because, you know, we shouldn't do that. We need to lock this one seed up. And uh, let's keep rolling into the playoffs and – uh, thank you guys for letting me come on and speak. Hey, Jackie. Hey, before you hang up, are you from here and moved there to work? Or how did you wind up a Titans fan listening to Nashville radio no, in Jonesboro? No, man. So uh, <laughs> I, I was born in Memphis when I was born in uh, in 99. So when the Titans went to the Super Bowl that same year I was born. And so my dad, you know, we always I was always a Titans fan growing up. Just just picked to be a Titans fan. And I've been one through and through. My dad took my first game to get the Jaguars back in 2015. And uh, I've been a fan forever uh, since Vince Young, Chris Johnson, those guys. And I love every minute of it. And uh, I'm from Wynn, Arkansas, which right down the road. You know like that, Mickey. Yeah, I'm and, from Harrisburg. Uh, I know all about Wynn. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's where I'm from. And, you know, uh, just I, I'm always, I, there's not very many Titans fans over here. So we try to hold it down for everybody. Uh, tighten up from Arkansas. So, you know, that's pretty much it. I, I'm coming to Nashville pretty much two or three times a year. Uh I had my bachelor party over there back in June, so just got married and everything, so it's it's good. It's all good. Well, Jackie, tell all those wind yellow jackets. I said, hey, man, keep listening and calling anytime, buddy. Yes, Absolutely. Appreciate you, Mick. Jackie running that FedEx. Yeah, I know when Arkansas. That's where uh, D'Angelo Williams is from.
for people a little history there. Oh, yeah, pretty good running Memphis back. And the Steelers, right? Joe did. Well, yeah, the Panthers, first Jones the Panthers. caller? Uh, the first one? Maybe. Just the first. I feel like you would remember. The first organic, <laughs> just the first yeah. organic, natural right. person who happened to call who was okay. a Titans fan in Jonesboro. Yes, <laughs> I think you're right. First Jonesboro caller. Uh, Cuzzo Mike up next. Cuzzo. Hey, before, what are they calling you on the morning show now on, on Jay Martin Ramon? You're not Cuzzo anymore, right? No, I'm Goody. Goody. I'm Goody Mike. Goody Mike. Yeah, because, you know, I don't be, yeah, I'm Goody Mike because I don't be, you know, calling and cussing people out and stuff anymore. You know, oh. I'm on the good side. Of, oh. I'm on the, yeah. You know, Goody Mike. I don't like I don't, it. I don't, Goody I don't, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not all, all on Twitter, you know, cussing everybody out and everything. So you know, I'm good. I'm on the good side of life now. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Way to turn the corner. I love it, man. So, new, new man, new year. Yeah, yeah, man. New man, new year. Good Christian. Good Christian. Good Christian man, right here. I've been baptized. Yo, shout out Amen. to Jackie, man. Shout out to Jackie out there in Arkansas holding it down, man. That's what I'm talking about. Our fan base. We getting loyal. We we getting uh you know I've been a Titans fan my whole life just like he have you know so that's what's up. But the reason I was calling was because uh, Hitman. I wanted to ask you with Henry coming back, what do you think this does to this defense? Because this defense, I still believe defense can win can win you a championship, and it's definitely been a championship winning defense. So with Henry coming back, like what what type of spark is that going to add mm-hmm. to this defense that's already been playing lights out? Also, I feel you uh, as far as knocking the rust off, but, man, I, look, man, I, I don't know if I want to see Henry in the game Sunday because I feel <laughs> yeah. like we should yeah. be able to beat the Texans. You know what right, I'm saying? Without right. him, I, I feel like I feel like Foreman and Hiller, they've held it down. They've gotten progressively better. So if we see, if we do see, if we do see the King, let it be garbage time. That might sound crazy. That might sound off the wall. But I say let Foreman go ahead, carry, carry this team, and let's really see Henry in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl because that's what it's about. I, that's what it's about. We need to win that Super Bowl, baby. I want to get that for J. Rob and Miss Amy. So yeah, yeah. If y'all, but if you could uh, really answer the question about the defense, I really like to know. But tighten up, everybody. We we ain't done. This ish ain't over, baby. Tighten up. Ooh, I Thank see you. What and you tighten up, there. Goody, Goody, cause oh my kids, both yeah, of those. I like that. I like how you did that. That was ish. pretty cool. No more swearing. Well, I have to talk about. We only have an opportunity to to knock off the rust only because he's practicing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you didn't have that option and you knew, all right, two weeks he'll be ready to go in another week, then, you know, we wouldn't be having this discussion. It's because he's practicing. So we say, "Uh uh-oh, maybe it's a possibility. So then you go down the road of, all right, let's knock off some of the rust. And some guys can knock that off in practice. Some guys have to have, you know, a handful of reps. In a game, that's why you do little scrimmages here or there. Mm-hmm. Make sure with your veteran guys so they can get on par, be sharp when you actually start playing games. Uh, so I, I, as far as Spark, I think he brings a spark to the entire team. I, I, it's not just the defense. Yeah, he, he's giving everybody a spark. You know, our best player is yeah. back. I mean, man, that gives you some extra juice. Rest assured of that. I mean, you know, <laughs> let's just use McNair. When he came back, he gave us some extra. All right, we know at any point in time he can take over this game, even though he's playing kind of, you know, rusty.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, rusty in the first half. And then yeah. the second half, he says, I got it. I don't know what I got it meant, but he sure had it. And so that meant he was knocking <laughs> off rust because he was missing guys open. He was overthrowing. You know, it was all these things. His timing was off a little bit. And he's a quarterback, so a little bit different there than a running back. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think the defense is going to be pumped. But I, I think the offense is going to be pumped. The offensive line? I think the entire team, really, at the end of the day, when you get your best player back. They held the fort as what I said then. Hey, y'all hold the fort while I'm gone. And they did their job. Everybody yeah. was involved in that. So, I think the biggest question is when he plays this week or whatever, you know, two weeks or in a week, who is not dressing at the running back position? Because if it doesn't work out, you have to dress Foreman. He's got to be ready just in case Henry, something happens to the King. All righty. And then you got Hilliard and McNichols, and then they play special teams, more return guys. So now you're dressing four running backs right. for security purposes just because you don't know how far – the king can go, and you're hoping for the best, but mm-hmm. you got to plan for the worst. As a, you know, so four running backs, and then they got to now contribute much more. When usually you're only dressing maybe three, so that takes another spot from another position. That maybe if you get some guys things up, all of a sudden you may need mm-hmm. a guy, or you may not dress another tight end, which they just signed another tight end, Izzo's son. Uh, there, I think that's his name. Yeah, used to be a big time. Uh, Larry Izzo was a big time special teamer. That's his son. Ryan. Uh, Ryan Izzo. Ryan Izzo. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm talking about his dad is Larry Izzo. Yeah, that's in that yeah, he was doing my time. But yeah, that's his son. He plays tight end, which he's a huge human being. His dad was, he was a like, starter for the Patriots last year. This guy and available. Yeah, well, his dad was only like six feet. I'm like, how did he get six five? <laughs> What happened there? You, you better check with the mailman. That's like Lucas. He's bigger than the rest of his family. He just had those genetics. Just those great Lucas genetics. What? I, oh, am, I am taller than both my parents. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> you're taller than much. both your parents. <laughs> That's not saying much, though. Uh, oh. th- it kind of went under the radar, though, that Deshaun Hand to the practice squad. Yes. I, I just remember that him. was in the announcement. Wasn't he like the number one recruit of all time Dominant one year or something? player in yes, Alabama. Yes, and then yes. a fourth-round pick uh, to the Lions. Yeah. Mm. Hand. Hand. Deshaun Hand. Is yeah. the other transaction today on the practice squad. Where was where was he at? Like, uh, he wasn't with anybody he, he at the time? He was in Detroit. He was in For the last three years. Okay. But was he on their practice squad? They, they just released him in November. Ah, I got you. Yeah, he hit IR September, was released in November. Really good player at Alabama. Yeah. But we, we all know that those things don't count. It counts now when you're in the league. 6'3", 297. He was two, all... Tua two, two was a, a Heisman winner. He's just an okay pro. He was all rookie team in 2018. There you go. Tua, actually, Tua never won the Heisman. Oh, well, he should, you know. Yeah. He came uh, it's kind of right. a... But he was a great player uh, yeah. at, at Alabama. And a lot of great players, that for whatever reason, they have peaked to their ultimate talent and they can't get any better. And it, it, he did not look good. I said that before. Uh, and I like I like him. I like everything about him. But he, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a starter in this league after watching that. Let's see. We got time for one more phone call. Keep calling. We'll keep taking your phone calls. Uh, Israel in Nashville is up next to talk about the return of Derrick Henry to practice today. Israel. 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 Uh, what's what's going on? on? Played with this guy named Steve Israel. He was fast. Ooh. <laughs> It's very few of the Israels out here, man. But all right, two things, two things I want to hit. Uh, I kind of agreed with the caller earlier before. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Henry 
maybe get him to one or two series, maybe five to eight carries, mm-hmm. just to kind of get feel the contact and you know kind of get that get that feel back again. Uh, but nothing too much more than that because we should be able to beat uh, the Texans pretty good. But my next thought is first playoff game. What would it look like? AJ on one side, Julio on the other end, and the possibility of having Henry and Foreman in the backfield at the same time. Oh, oh my. That is not what people want to see. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole lot of human in the backfield right there. That is a lot of human, big human beings at their position. It just is off the radar. I mean, it's off the charts, man. It's Wow, yeah, that's whew. we haven't seen that. That's wow, man. That's that in itself. You, everybody talks about pro athletes, but you go out there as a pro athlete, you look around and you start like, man, man, these some big dudes, man. We bet we better be at our A plus game right now because these guys are not playing and they can beat us on a bad day, mm-hmm. just on their size and ability and athleticism. Just that's how it's, you know that's what it's got to be. Mm. And, oh, by the way, I know a lot of us are kind of talking through the Texan game like uh, we know it because I'm doing it, too, that they're going to win. It's a game that I feel and I say that because only be, and I don't do this ever. Never. It's because they are already motivated. This yeah. this game, it, you beat us last time. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to lose again. The mindset. We're, we're trying to go into this thing, into the playoffs on uh, a good note and beating y'all after y'all beat us at home is going to be a good note. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any. They're the better team, uh, and they should beat them. Not to say it's going to be not going to be tough, mm-hmm. but they, they should beat them. Got to do it. It's, it's going, uh, there's probably going to be as many Titans fans in that building as there are Texans fans. Oh yeah, for sure. yeah. So if y'all are heading down there, uh, you can check in. You know, check in on a pre and post game show Sunday. Let us know what you're seeing. Uh, we'll let you know that you can keep calling because we got Doug, we got Joseph. You want to join the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline? Do it. Talk about Derrick Henry today with you or whatever Titans thing, whatever you want to cover, football, whatever it is, 615-737-1045. We'll get you on the line. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy uh, Derrick Henry return day. He has returned to practice. He has returned to practice. Uh, gotten lots of phone calls for that. we got two callers on hold now. Promise we'd try to finish up as many calls as we could in this segment. Doug and Joseph both have questions. It doesn't say Derrick Henry. It just says questions. Uh, and Joseph... And this we'll, is right foot, too, by the way, right? Right foot, as Blaine said, yeah. I got Joseph... In Smyrna on the Mark Spain hotline with a question for Blaine. Joseph, what you got? Uh-oh. Hey, Blaine. Um, just yes, a question, man. This Titans defense, were you ever able to watch Monty Kiffin's Tampa 2 defense play, like, live? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, this defense, I, I'm a Bucks fan, so I think you know, my ball spot was my guy. Oh, and, yeah, uh, Scott. And this Titans defense reminds me of a lot of that type of your defense. And do you, as a defensive guy, see the same thing that I'm seeing as, like, 
Fitzgerald, a, a, you know, those fit Simmons kind of in that Warren Sapp role. Mm-hmm. And then those other guys in the Simeon Rice and Derek Clint and those guys. Am I seeing the same thing? Also, with Derek, with Derek Henry, you played this guy this week and you locked the number one seed down, in my opinion, because that once you do that, um, that not only gives rest to just Derek Henry and you see what he was able to do and gain speed, but the other players that have been injured also benefit from that bye week to get rested. Um, and when you put Derek Henry behind the line, and then teams have to hit him and then turn around and then hit Deontay Foreman. That's scary, man. That's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting, too, once they have – that's a good problem to have if, if they have Henry and Foreman, you know, kind of go back-to-back out there together. I don't know if they'll do anything like that. But to me, once the King's out there, the King's out there. Yeah. They're paying him the big bucks. I know Foreman's a hard runner, and I'm a big fan of his and everything else, but he's not the King. Yeah, let's get that straight. Uh, as far as the Tampa 2, they had an elite group of guys uh, that had played together for a long time uh, with Lynch and Rondé Barber. And, you know, they had Eric great. Brooks. Yeah, well, Brooks was, you know, he was great because if you saw him, you know, out of uniform, you thought he played like safety. You know, so the guy could run. He was, you know, really an undersized linebacker. They made plays all over the place. Different scheme, and they do that. They play cover, too, but not like how that Tampa 2 was. But as far as all the pieces in place and, and coming together, I wish I would have gotten to see it come together earlier, but I know a lot of it has to do with COVID and, and uh, guys getting injured. But, uh, man, our, our defense in 99-2000 uh, was pretty leading. I think our numbers, you know, bear that out. But I think potentially if this group can stay together, and let's say they started like this next year, they could be in that kind of conversation, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Because right now I would have to say that they are one of those teams. Uh, but the rankings doesn't say that though quite yet. Uh, they are high in mm-hmm. uh, you know run defense, but kind of middle of the road a little. You know, ten, eleven, and other things. So, uh, but I love what I see in the modern era of the way this game is played on offense. This is a defense you don't want to play. There is no doubt about it. They're at every le- level some greatness. I mean, yeah. from D line, we can go all four of them or five if you want to go that route. Yep. And then the linebackers who couldn't run who are trigger guys, rerun pass. In the secondary, they got playmakers all over the place. So, yeah, <laughs> this is this is about as good as it gets. And most of these guys all locked in except for Landry, who you can franchise at worst case scenario. Sure, you could. Yeah. You got Simmons will be up in another year, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and then you got the two linebackers that will be up after this year. But you already got two guys. Cunningham and Long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this Lonnie this Rice t- should be back. Yeah. Yeah, right. So you got, you know, the, the DBs are mostly young. Uh, so that's Byron and Jack Rabbit. I think you said he has another year. Mm-hmm. So he got depth, got screen. I really like screen. I've already signed that dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll probably give him a little two, three-year deal at a modest rate, whatever that would be in this area, because he can do multiple things. Yep. So, yeah, I think this defense is going to be good even again next year, maybe even better. Yeah. Sneak in one more question with uh, Doug in Nashville. Doug, appreciate your patience. Thanks for waiting. It's Dougie Fresh. Dougie hey, Fresh. Thanks, uh, thanks Man and Mickey. I've got a question of what approach do you think has been taken to this 80-plus man roster with the new arriving last minute added players? You know, how do they approach these guys? You know, someone like Foreman, 
sitting on his couch, you can see his motivation and appreciation to be here. Mm-hmm. So do you think that maybe the team or the players were like, you know, these new and coming guys would say, hey, welcome to the Titans. Let me show you around town. I have dinner with my family, with Mr. Family. We'll get some of the guys together and go bowling. Or do you think the coaches then look good, dude? Let me tell you something. We're glad to have you, but ain't half-stepping you out of here. <laughs> and he got out of here. He got, yes. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what he was referencing, but I, I'm just saying when he signed all these different players, I, I'm kind of going to go down this road is I don't, I don't, I don't think players like, Hey, right, let's go chummy and everything else. I don't think that happens in the league a lot. Maybe individual groups right. may do that. Cause you know, every week we would go somewhere to eat as DBs mm-hmm. as a group, you know? So, you know, maybe they do that. Maybe they don't do that cause of COVID and all these other issues that are going on. But you know, what you're getting to me is hard work, blue collar, smart, good football players who love football. Let's start there. I think that's where they go. And then that's the culture and the climate of all the guys. They love ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that then makes it easy because it, it is really hard to do what they did. I, I probably said that I, every week. I appreciate, you know, getting those guys up to speed mentally, getting them out there, and then having confidence Unfortunately, they had no choice at times right. to put certain guys out there, and then it helped build the depth of this team. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, hey, were they great players? No, but they held the fort and they did their job. Uh, so uh, I think that, to me, is why Vrabel, and I'm not being a homer, I, I call it as I see it, is to be the coach of the year. I mean, I mean, then you lost your best player. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on that uh, I think justifies that. Uh, and then sometimes that's a penalty with LaFleur and he has Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I think I would lean towards second is the Bengals because mm-hmm. it's the Bengals. Sure. Just, you know, right. You know, they have players, but it's the Bengals. Right. And he's the a Bungles. young coach. Right. And, yeah. The bumbling Bengals. And they, they believe and they don't know what they don't know. You know, so, but I still believe Brable did the best job. Him and JR with all that happened here and just kept it for. I mean, really? So. Yeah, I don't think that as much goes on as it used to. Is you know being all chummy. Uh, I, I'm I'm a real big proponent. I, I don't like how everybody all Mister Nice Guy in the game. I, I'm still not a big proponent. I'm like, no, nah, don't help him up. <laughs> you can talk to him after the game. No, nah, we we in here. This is battle. So to me, it's always should be like you're playing your your brother, and you want to beat your brother bad. Now you guys are a year apart. I'm gonna beat you at everything we do. Bro, that's how it should be. And then when we finish, hey, I love you just like my brother. Sure. We love hour number two of the program, and it's coming up. Jordan DeJaney will join us to uh, talk NFL headlines, but uh, more Derrick Henry talk. He is back at practice today. We should know in about 30 minutes a full Titans practice report, so stay tuned to Blade and Mickey.